0: Keep up with the new, keep up with the important, keep up with it all on Keeping Up With The Current. Get your news fix for the day, stay informed and up to date with current affairs and the issues that matter. Nadia has you covered on Keeping Up With The Current. In Australia, one person is diagnosed with melanoma every 30 minutes. It is the cancer that kills more young people in Australia than any other single cancer and claims more lives than the national road toll. Melanoma can be much more than an insidious spot on the skin, more difficult to treat than getting a mole removed. There's often much more beneath and even on the surface than that. And the story you're about to hear proves that there's no particular road to diagnosis nor recovery. Today, Hanan Shahada shares with us the story of how her husband was diagnosed with stage 1 melanoma, including what the early signs she spotted on her husband were, how his skin cancer was diagnosed and treated, and what life is like now as a melanoma survivor. Hanan is a pharmaceutical account manager, skincare specialist, and the founder of a natural skincare brand. And she joins me now in the 2 FM studio. Hanan, thank you so much for kindly accepting to share your husband's story today in hopes of raising awareness of this deadly form of cancer.
1: No, you're welcome. It's something that as a family, we really believe that we want to share because we were very shocked by the diagnosis. And that made us realize that It can affect anyone at any time, at any stage. And us as humans, we just naturally think that we're all safe and it will never happen to us. So I just want to spread awareness.
0: Well, I'm glad you're doing that today with us. To start off, Hanan, talk to us about the kind of work that you do in terms of skincare. How does it form such an important part of your life? And how did you take the leap to starting your own skincare range?
1: Um, okay, so I'll, I'll take it back a little bit. So I went to university, studied business, um, and then through that, I found a job called account manager in natural medicine. So that kind of intrigued me. And what that means is I work for a natural medicine company that supplies vitamins. Vitamins are key health for inner health, outer health, and it's really important to be consistent with your vitamins because we all need to realize that health is not just on the outside, it's on the inside. And with vitamins that plays a crucial role with immunity, um, skin health, even mental health. So what people need to understand is if you are lacking a certain vitamin, you will need something called an essential vitamin. And how that helped me grow into skincare is having experience for over 15 years with selling and training on vitamins, you realise that the two together work well. Um, My mother's from Morocco and my father's Egyptian Um, And Morocco have a very strong heritage and history with skincare. So we all know liquid gold is argan oil. And then I noticed that there is a gap in the market in Australia for Moroccan skincare and healthcare. And what we need to know about argan oil, that is the most expensive facial oil in the world, literally. Wow. And also we've got our Moroccan rasool clay, which is a natural detoxing clay. So that withdraws all your toxins from your skin. And that creates a sense of purity on your face, all natural and organic. No chemicals, no fillers, no ingredients that are nasty. Um, and through that, skin health is something that we need to take care of because living in Australia and growing up in Australia, we all know that the UV rays is one of the highest in the world. So we always got to protect our skin. This is why I create a skincare brand. And I have a lot of knowledge when it comes to vitamins for skin health. So it is number one is important to manage your skin. And growing up and having a Moroccan mother, also green tea was very important and key. And that's a cultural drink in Morocco. You have that for breakfast, lunch and dinner. And it's a very, very strong antioxidant. And what antioxidants do, they reduce um, skin cancer cells in your body to help you reduce and minimize your cancer risk. So this is something that we grew up drinking. Um, And then through the knowledge of selling vitamins, training on vitamins and growing up with a mother from Morocco who has all this experience with natural skincare and organic skincare, I then decided to bring it into my family. And through bringing skincare through my family, I created a brand.
0: No, that's fantastic. It's great to see that there's a combination of things that really influenced your path to producing a fantastic and natural skincare range, which is greatly impacting the lives of so many people. So quite obviously, you've got a large following on social media. And recently, you came out to address your followers about the reason for your absence. And that's regarding a shock cancer diagnosis in the family. So firstly, I want to relay my gratitude um, for you to be able to share this story with us today and also tell you that I'm very sorry to hear about this diagnosis. You've come here, as I said, to really shine the light on a very deadly form of cancer. So give us some background, if you will, about your husband's relationship with the sun, your family's relationship Mm -hmm. with the sun. I mean, we know our exposure to UV radiation, such as from the sun, can boost your risk. Tell us about whether he spends quite a bit of time mm. outdoors.
1: No, just, that's a really good question. So I'll just get into this part first. That was one of the first questions the doctor asked us. They said, is your work located outdoors? The first answer for that was no. He works mm. indoors. So Monday to Friday, indoors. Once a week, he goes cycling before the strong sun rays. So 6 a.m., mm. So he's not in the sun during peak hours or the highest UV level. Now I'll take it back as to how it happened and what happened with the family with the cancer diagnosis. It was about April I noticed on his neck. So he's prone to skin tags. So we didn't think anything of it. I have skin tags. So I think that's a hereditary thing. So So what are skin tags? Skin tags are excess skin that grows on your neck. Underarm, so they kind of look like little like balls, a fatty tissue yeah, like, balls? A f- like little fatty tissue mm. um little balls that are growing on your neck or under your arm behind your ear so we didn't think mm. anything of that so that was in April t- this year about a couple months later I noticed it started to grow and sort of turn into something that looked like a blister which I was a bit suspicious of and he, obviously he couldn't see it because it's on his neck Then I just looked at him and I said to him, "Um, when did you get your skin checked last? And because of COVID, we were in lockdown, time sort of warped. So we we lost track. And then we were like, yeah, maybe not for a year or, or two. So we went to the GP. This is the first thing we did, went to the GP. We asked her to look at his neck. The first thing she said, oh, that's fine. And she wrote a prescription for a... Ointment, which we found okay, we weren't worried,
0: which is quite typical, yeah. for GPs. Exactly, do.
1: we thought, yeah, she's a GP, we trust her, she knows what she's talking about, she has qualifications in skin checks. A month later, it grew again, and I looked at him. I go, look, this this ointment's not working. You were feeling
0: quite suspicious yeah. of it.
1: Yeah. I started to get a little bit suspicious. I had a look. I noticed it was growing. Then it, this is what sort of triggered to take it further. It started to get a little bit itchy. Okay. But it wasn't black. It wasn't a mole. It wasn't brown. There was no blood. There wasn't any liquid leaking. Just was normal skin. Did the
0: thought of skin cancer never come to your mind?
1: Never. You know, being in Mediterranean, being Middle Eastern, we think we've mm. got olive skin. We're okay. Mm.
0: But how would you describe you and your husband's knowledge of skin cancer prevention? I mean, were you aware that there are potential risks, or it could be a possibility that it could develop into you know, melanoma? Um,
1: no, we never, mm. we never thought, I mean, maybe we were ignorant. We were just assuming, oh, you know, we have ethnic skin, we're okay. We don't, we don't worry about that. We've got thick skin or resilient skin. That's what we were thinking. And like, it was in the back of it. We never really, we mm. never thought anything of yeah. it. We didn't think it would be a cancer diagnosis. So then we realized the ointment wasn't working. And then we decided to, let's go to a proper skin cancer clinic. That's what we did. So I went to the skin cancer clinic. Um, The skin cancer specialist looked at it. He wasn't very concerned, but he said, since it's grown, I'm going to cut it out now. Mm. But we still weren't worried. Okay. Because we thought, oh, that's good. He's taking precautions. He's going to cut it out. Five stitches. That's what happened on the first instance Mm. at the skin skin cancer clinic. And then the specialist said, we're going to send this off just to double check that there's no skin cancer cells. And then he had an appointment three weeks later. It got sent off. So we went to the skin cancer specialist on Thursday. It got sent off. He gets a call while he's at work on Tuesday. And
0: typically when you get a phone call.
1: That quick. Yep. It tells you that there's something serious happening. Yeah, something serious. And I remember that day I was at the school at 2.45 waiting to pick up the kids and he calls me. And he's like, Hanan, I go, what? He goes, a doctor called. I go, I go, told me. And he goes, it's got, he goes, the results came back. I have melanoma. Ya Allah. my, my stomach sinks. Of Because I don't know what course. that means. Yep, Is yep, it stage yep, four? Yep. Is it early? Is it stage two? But as soon
0: as we like hear cancer, assume, the word cancer, you assume, assume the
1: worst. You assume the worst. Your um, mind goes from mm, zero to 100 right. and you think of worst case scenario straight that's away. Yeah. Right.
0: yep. yep. I can imagine um, how difficult it would yeah. have been yeah. for both of you at that moment, for him to find out about his diagnosis mm. and to find out that it is indeed cancerous, Yeah, your world mm. starts turning upside down. So where exactly did you find the melanoma? So you found that at the back of his... On the middle, so the left side of his neck,
1: yep. the part that joins to your shoulder. Okay, so that's where you found that's it. That's where I found it.
0: And typically, you know, is he someone that wears a shirt that all the covers... Time, all
1: the time, a T-shirt, because mm. so, he sees me taking care of this my skin. He always wears sunscreen. So
0: you're always observant, I guess. Yes. Yeah. I mean, do you think a, a typical person wouldn't be able to pick up on it definitely. as quickly as yeah. you would? Because of your understanding of mm. skincare and, mm. and, and the
1: skin. Do you think that's that sort of accelerated the diagnosis I, I think a lot quicker? definitely, because... Someone else would have just thought that's just normal skin Mm. growth or another skin tag because you see on the website symptoms of melanoma, dark mole, brown mole, blood, Mm. um, liquid seeping, there were none of those symptoms at all.
0: That's right. But what you pointed out was the fact that it was growing and that's what really accelerated Mm. that push to get a diagnosis because that skin tag was ultimately changing and the size, what about the shape? Was it irregular? Was it, you know, no, it was a normal, it was like it a normal, normal circle,
1: yeah, it wasn't irregular. They the, so it's called MIA, and what is that? That is the Melanoma Institute of Australia, so it's called nodular, mm. so it's growing externally into kind of a ball, yeah, so that's what that was called. So, I mean,
0: melanoma is often, I guess, an overlooked type of cancer Mm. because not all cancers look the same
1: no and the cancer doesn't discriminate Mm. i know that sounds silly but it doesn't Mm. i mean it's not hereditary so not like alhamdulillah none of our family have cancer in our genes so we were lucky for that but once again you just never never know and then when we got that call from the skin cancer clinic he asked us to come in the next day and then when we went in there He sat us down and said, do you know why you're here? You've been diagnosed with melanoma. And then these words is what broke us down is we need to start treatment. As soon as possible. As soon as possible. Yeah. So we got a referral to MIA, which is the Melanoma Institute of Australia. So we're in very, very good hands. And they are renowned for being the best surgeons in the world because Australia is the number one country and the highest country with melanoma cases? That's right. Because we do have the highest level of UV rays, and I think melanoma one in three are diagnosed. Yeah. So there is a very very high risk.
0: That's right. That's right. Um, so how soon after the mole was discovered um, was he diagnosed with?
1: It was within four days. Within four days. Within four days.
0: But it's been going on for months, you said, yes. about noticing changes yeah. in the skin tag. I mean, that's really important to highlight there, that mm. you know, any noticeable change that you find mm. on your skin. And the advice here is also to take notice of any changes in other parts of your body yeah. that might not be
1: seen mm. by your naked eye. So get your spouse to help you with that. Yes, definitely. Um, like I would recommend partners to look Mm. at your husband or wife's back, neck. We don't see that all the time. There's large moles.
0: That's right. That's right. And the change in your skin is the most common sign of skin cancer. It could be a new growth, a sore that doesn't heal or Mm. a change in a mole. So in terms of um, the process of diagnosing Mm. melanoma,
1: you mentioned that they remove the mole first. So that's the first step. Yeah. So in most cases, they remove the melanoma, yep, and it's and it's okay, yep, and it's done, but this one was. So the treatment essentially
0: yeah. is before the actual diagnosis, if you think about it, because the treatment of mm. melanoma is to actually remove. Correct, but that skin the, tag or mole.
1: Yep. The scary thing about melanoma, though, mm-hmm. is melanoma. The, there's a physical part, mm. internal
0: part as well, and there's an internal mm. part that
1: we don't see. Yep.
0: That's, yeah, and there's different stages.
1: Mm. And each stage has a specific description associated with it. So there's obviously stage one, two, three, and four. And with my husband's diagnosis, what we needed to know with that is it needed further investigation because on the surface it looked okay, like they removed it. But we didn't know if it spread into his system. Mm. So they had to do... X-rays in these machines that were just as big as a house. Um, Blood tests. Quite invasive. Very, very intimidating, very scary, very nerve-wracking. Like you don't know what else they're going to find. That's what you think. You start to get worried. You're, you know, he's sitting in this X-ray machine and he's just thinking, oh, please, I hope it hasn't spread anywhere else.
0: That's right. That's right. That's the first thing you think of. Mm. I mean, the first thing is obviously when we hear the diagnosis of Mm. cancer, our world turns upside down. But to hear that you are in the later stages of cancer, Mm. that completely breaks you. Correct. Did you find that he was, I guess, more positive when he found out that it was stage one melanoma as opposed to
1: it having spread to other parts of his body? Look, to be honest, it doesn't matter what level it is, you're always worried. But we we were grateful, but we were very, very worried because even now the checks still have to be like every four months.
0: Absolutely. It becomes an inherent Mm. part of your life.
1: Correct. You know,
0: this is something you have to live and Mm. breathe for the rest of your life. Any kind of diagnosis. Correct. It could be a gut issue that you have Mm. to face for the rest of your Mm. life. It could be a mental health issue that you have to face. It's something that is part of your life now. It is, yeah. But that's why you have that role now to to advocate Mm. and to to promote awareness about this form of cancer.
1: And what... Everyone needs to know is it's it wasn't just that little incision. So now, when we went to the skin cancer clinic, we were now referred to the specialist. So we had to go to Royal Prince Alfred Hospital and the Mia Institute, so the Melanoma Institute of Australia. So there's further treatment there's further Yeah. So there's further tests. He has to undergo further surgery mm. because that little incision wasn't enough. So we needed to make sure everything was okay.
0: So does he need surgery in the short term or long term? You're saying.
1: So he had the surgery and after seeing the specialists, so Mm -hmm. they needed to check where the melanoma was leaking to because another thing you need to know, we have something in our system called lymph nodes. So what lymph nodes are, that's our immunity and every part of your body. So we've got 60 in our neck and 65 under your arm and this is going to sound very weird, but this is what the doctors said to us. Everyone has cancer in their body, cancer cells. Your lymph nodes is what help fight off cancer. So this is why... So our,
0: ideally we all
1: have those all, cells? Every, we all have those cells. And become activated by... That? Anything could trigger it off. Wow. This is why it's important to drink your antioxidants, like drink your green teas. Yeah. yeah. Take care of your skin. You wear your sunscreen. And keeping fit was a very key thing here, mm. being active. So he had to get a, um, after the x-rays, the ultrasounds, the blood tests, we found that the melanoma was leaking to four lymph nodes. Wow. Four. So, so that could have easily spread. That could have had spread. Had he waited
0: a bit longer, it
1: spread. That's
0: and his treatment correct. would have been, I guess, more, more intimidating and invasive mm-hmm. for
1: him. Definitely. So he got three lymph nodes removed from his neck on the top left. That's one scar there. Because if we didn't remove that, it would have leaked to his brain. They cut into his neck. And they only told us they're gonna cut about two centimetres. But when they were in surgery and they cut into his neck, they realized they needed to go twenty. I think it was one centimetre deep and twenty centimetres wide. Wide, wide. Wow. Yeah, so sixty Quite stitches. Large. yeah.
0: Quite large. And they and I was confronted with those um those images. images. Yeah. Not in a negative way. It was more so it's eye opening, yeah. it's raw. And your husband was happy to share that, yeah, in order to promote awareness about yeah. how difficult and how trialing it is mm. to to have to experience something so difficult. yeah, I mean, it, it is absolutely reassuring that he was able to catch it in time. and that's yeah. that's one thing you are so thankful and grateful for. But it doesn't stop the fact that it is a very trialing period mm. for him and for you. Does he have any pain or, I guess, you mentioned there's scarring because there's of the, scarring, skitch, yeah. the stitches. And you mentioned that there's further treatment that yeah. he has to undergo. Does he have to, I guess, regularly visit his Correct. oncologist and dermatologist? Correct. Um, and did they say anything about the melanoma or the chance of the melanoma spreading or returning mm. in the future?
1: Yeah. Well, how now that mm. he has been diagnosed with melanoma and now it's we're in the end part of recovery – every four months he needs to get checked the average person will need to go once a year to do a general skin checkup but because he has had melanoma he has to go every four months to make sure that it hasn't come back again for how long or is that oh, essentially for the, for the rest of his life for the next five years yeah after the five-year period mm. then it goes to yearly so yeah. the, the next five years is the crucial part so that after that,
0: five years if, if it hasn't returned he's he's, he's
1: okay he's all clear yeah all clear and all he would have to do is your yearly skin checkups like what everyone should do every year you just go to a dermatologist but make sure you're going to someone that's certified Mm. with skin cancer yeah because we went to our gp and he referred you to a normal skincare correct specialist yeah yes
0: so someone who is focused on skin skin, only Skin cancer. Yes, skin, ca- yes. In skin cancer. in skin
1: They do recommend um, a dermatologist because mm-hmm. they're trained in skin cancer. So you would go to a dermatologist, a certified dermatologist, or a skin cancer clinic.
0: Can you seek advice from the Melanoma Institute yeah, you, you for can, a referral?
1: You can definitely mm-hmm. – you can go to your doctor yep. and get a referral to your um, – sorry, you can go to your GP mm-hmm. and get a referral to the Melanoma Institute of Australia, and they are – renowned mm-hmm. and known to be the best in the world because Australia has the highest rate of melanoma
0: that's right that's right so
1: all the tests and research is yeah. all processed here in Australia
0: that's right so again um, there is this sense of gratitude that mm-hmm. it was caught early um, because if it's caught early then that surgery can cure you Correct. of your melanoma but the You know, if the melanoma spreads and for about 10 to 15 percent of people with melanoma, it does spread, Mm. those people um, in the past, the vast majority of them would actually die Mm. from melanoma, usually within nine to 18 months. And now what we're seeing is that over 50 percent of people are being cured Mm. who would otherwise have died from melanoma. And that's thanks to research, which mm. has influenced the incidence of recovery, mm. um, which is far greater now than it was a number of years ago. People have a better chance. Mm. So does that provide you a sense of reassurance that he will do okay, as opposed to, you know, if this was happening many years mm. ago, you know, the, the the rate of melanoma deaths would would have been far greater back then.
1: Yeah, correct. Now, I I agree with you there. That is very, very important. Mm. And having awareness, you see it on social media, everything now we have access to all this media, all this advertising. And when I say advertising, promoting awareness about skin cancer.
0: That's right. Exactly. A lot of us, as I said before, we are sun aware, we are skin aware, but we don't assume that skin cancer will happen to us Mm. in general we think skin cancer or any form of cancer is for older people but what we are seeing nowadays is that there's been a staggering increase in cancer diagnosis Mm. you know in young people children in toddlers in babies which really should get us i I don't want people to be alarmed but to be aware correct it's not we're not here to scare people or to, to generate anxiety and
1: fear it's more about being conscious yeah. of, of how to look after your health, and it's like your overall health. Yeah. You know, get your yearly checks. That's that's all it is across every health. Just to do routine checks, like just blood, re- blood blood t- work, blood yeah. tests, um, skin cancer checks. If you just do that every year or every two years, whatever the recommended check is, like pay to shut. It. If they find something, they can fix it because that's you found right. it early. That's right, exactly. Talk to us about whether your husband
0: has developed any anxiety about oh, being yeah. in the sun. I mean, you said his work doesn't involve him being outdoors, but does he have a sense of anxiety I th- I th-
1: now? I would I don't know, I don't know if it's anxiety or cautious now. Cautious, yeah. Like even when we mm. like the kids yeah. like they want to go to the park. That's we right. we put them sunscreen. He wears sunscreen. I put was sunscreen. Was it like that before? It was, but it wasn't consistent. Mm. That's mm. the thing. Like we, 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 we were using sunscreen, but not consistently. Not consistently. But now whenever we are in the sun, I make sure my children are covered and sunscreen. Yeah. And same with him.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. right. That's right. Hanan, we know that young Australians, particularly young Australian mm-hmm. women, they are traditionally a stubborn group when it comes to sun safety compliance. What would your advice be to the young demographic of Australians who don't comply with sun safety advice?
1: Oh, my advice is, you th- like I know you're young and having fun now, but you, if you don't want you don't want to look at yourself in five years, ten years, and be in a situation where you're in hospital and the doctor says to you, you've got stage three or stage four melanoma, and then you look back and you go, I oh, wish I had sunscreen on, or I wish I was wearing a hat, or I wish I was sitting under this tree. That's right. There's no such thing as a safe tan. There's no such thing as oh, I'm just in the sun.
0: That's right. That's right. Without
1: sunscreen, I'll be fine. I'm only here for five minutes. No, you. You. It takes the healthy. I think the healthy sun time should be about ten minutes a day only outdoors. Oh. Should wow. be about ten minutes. People are spending
0: hours on end under the sun, especially during the summer period. And there's been a recent campaign launched by TikTok uh, in partnership Mm. with the Melanoma Institute. So they're working together to essentially help educate young Australians about the dangers of tanning, Mm. which we often see, Hanan, as glamorised. It's something that people are enjoying and Mm. people promoting. What would your advice be to those young Australians who often like to dangerously Mm. promote tanning online as well as engage in trends like the sunburn challenge. There's a challenge it is being so promoted. It's
1: sickening. It, it is very sickening. sickening. And what I can say, being a, a skincare professional, when you're in the sun, if you're a 20-year-old, let's say you're 15 and over and you're in the sun, your skin is going to age 100 times faster. You will age quicker, premature ageing. You will get age spots. You will get wrinkles. You will get possibly... Skin cancer. For the sake of a tan, you will not look fresh or vibrant.
0: Yeah. What I wanted to to highlight in saying that mm. is that put skin cancer aside. Yeah, it's the fact that you're damaging your skin, damaging your skin. Mm. So your, your process of aging yeah. is going to happen a lot quicker. Correct. Put cancer aside. Correct. It's about you know the spots on your face. Correct. And yeah, you look after your skin. I think makeup is. No, to hide that. that's no, not the case. yeah.
1: So that's what the sun yeah. does to you. It ages you faster. You get skin spots, brown spots. You get um, pigmentation, and that stuff does not go away mm. even with skincare. So this is why I really emphasise skin, skin, skin health. Skin health starts from the inside. Gut, Gut. health. Yeah. Gut health. Skin health. It's a, a face cream will not heal mm. or remove those wrinkles and that pigmentation. So you will, you're prematurely ageing your skin.
0: That's right. That's right. And that's very important advice there because, as I said, this is something that is often so glamorized Mm. by the younger demographics and they're using skincare products as a Band-Aid solution Mm. to some of the skin problems that they're facing. And they think, oh, I have a way out. I don't care how long I spend Mm. out in the sun but there's no safe way of tanning. Um, And and, uh, again, I really want to keep reiterating the statistics which tell a story, a real... Statistics don't lie, it's there. They don't lie, exactly, because Australia has the highest rate of melanoma in the world and that's according to the Melanoma Institute of Australia. One person dies every six hours and for that reason it is so important for us Mm. to educate and to ensure that the younger demographic understand the seriousness of melanoma, the seriousness of a disease that can ultimately kill you. Mm,
1: Correct. And you don't even know you have that on your body. That's right. You've got to be skin smart. You've got to be aware and you've got to keep... Support your friends, support your family, like keep an eye on yourself, keep an eye on your family. And I just, I can't emphasise it enough. Get your skin checked if you have any concerns. So how often should we visit a dermatologist but, um, to get our skin checked? The Melanoma Institute of Australia recommends someone that hasn't got any kind of concerns. Mm. Um, everyone should go every year, once a year.
0: So it's like a blood test. Like it's a blood, blood test. It's encouraged
1: to do a blood test once a year. Correct.
0: You know, get your skin checked once a year. Yeah, We get our eyes checked once a year. We get our eyes, our teeth. Correct. Every six months we get our teeth checked, for example. Mm. Why should we ignore the largest organ, which is our skin?
1: Mm.
0: You know, we should not lose sight of the Mm. fact that our skin is something that should be taken care of. But it starts from the inside, outside. Correct. You know, and and there are so many natural remedies, you know, that we can consume. You Mm. know, things like honey, black seed um, you know, all these different natural components mm. are so part of, so important as mm. part
1: of our, our, um, our skincare. Correct. Protection. Correct. Yeah. You got to ensure that you're taking products like food wise, tea, coffees, anti anything with high levels of antioxidants. I can't emphasize that enough. Antioxidants are very vital for your health yep. because they fight cancer cells. As I said, we all have that cancer gene in our body, but yep. it's our immunity, which is our lymph node system that fights it.
0: That's right. That's right. It's so important to keep that in mind and, and hopefully moving forward, people will incorporate um, more antioxidants in their diet. Is there anything else that you would advise people to either consume or to be on the
1: lookout for? Um, okay. Definitely green tea. Being mm. Moroccan and growing up with that, green tea is definitely something to consume daily. Um, another thing I ca- of the obvious, always wear sunscreen. Even if you don't think you need it, that means you need it. But isn't it also the way in which you apply the sunscreen? Because
0: people think, okay, just here and there, yeah. whatever, that's okay. But is there a, a, a proper way, a proper method of applying sunscreen? So
1: if you're going out on the beach, if you're out on the boat, if you're going for a picnic, you apply sunscreen every two hours. Every two hours.
0: Okay, prior to your exposure, mm in the sun yes how long before then should you be applying your sunscreen because it's not like you're at the beach and as soon as
1: you're at the beach you apply the no. sunscreen is there a period of time beforehand that i you would need say to- before you walk out the door okay apply it on your face your ears yeah. whatever skin is exposed to the sun apply Apply to the young children as well.
0: Of course, of yeah. course, we we can't lose sight of the importance of doing that for mm. our children. Uh, what other methods? So we mentioned sunscreen, wearing a sun hat, yes, uh,
1: sunglasses, sun, sunglasses, sun hat, even a lip balm with SPF okay. because we forget about our lips, which are very sensitive. That's right. Your skin is very sensitive. You wear a hat, sunglasses, long sleeves. If you're wearing shorts, put sunscreen on your legs. It go. You need to put it everywhere. Well.
0: What I'm quite thankful for is um, the hijab. You know, exactly. The hijab is absolutely mm. astounding. People, a lot of people question a Muslim women and they ask them, aren't you feeling hot in your clothes? Honestly, I will feel hot whether I'm wearing a scarf or I'm not wearing a scarf. Okay, you're gonna you're going to feel the heat regardless. Exactly. I feel there's this um I feel protection. Yeah. I feel a sense of protection. And it's it's, it's amazing. It's, yeah. It's very
1: interesting because now you look at the Western world, they're creating swimwear mm. that are now long sleeve. That's right. Yeah. Up to the neck.
0: If we look at the um the Cancer Council website, what is the advice? To wear long sleeve Correct. long shirts, you know? Not saying wear short sleeve. No. no, it's all recommended to wear to cover up from head to toe. That's right. So Alhamdulillah, it just gives you an indication of the wisdom of Correct. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala and and the rules that you know that we're obliged to follow Correct. as Muslims. So I just wanted to point that out and talk about you know how thankful we are as Muslim women Ameen. to be able to wear mm. the hijab. So we know, Hanan, that your knowledge about skincare is is quite profound. We know that. This experience has somewhat elevated your awareness of the impacts of excessive exposure mm. to ultraviolet UV rays in sunlight. So, what will you do moving forward in advocating for sun safe practices using your platform and your skincare line? Is there anything new that you hope to to incorporate as part of your your business and and your your plan moving forward?
1: Well, I've started to reevaluate everything with um my brand so you're reconstructing your brand are you trying to say that are you yeah are you forming a new
0: research yes researching more into how you can protect people from diseases correct Correct. so
1: i would say rebranding so i'm starting now to focus on incorporating and it's amazing like moroccan products more so moroccan ingredients you look at argan oil that is it is not a sunscreen but it has ingredients in there naturally to protect your skin interesting so you still need a sunscreen sunscreen there's a lot of research behind that so i'll leave sunscreen to the professionals now you see on social media all this new skincare that has sunscreen in there but you really need to stick to a well branded skincare skincare, that is backed by science mm. and backed by the Melanoma Institute of Australia. There's been
0: a-, a lot of promotion around sunscreen on TikTok particularly. Mm. They're promoting sunscreen, but sunscreen that will enhance their makeup, for example. Exactly. It's not tailored towards protecting yourself Correct. from anti-aging, from you know pigmentation, Correct. from skin cancer. It's more so about
1: this will enhance your makeup. You yeah, said so we don't want to yeah. enhance our makeup. We want yeah. to enhance our lifespan. <laughs> that's what, <laughs> that's that, a, that's that's a what we want.
0: That's what we want to do. Yeah, that's like, right.
1: Yeah. I look at this and I kind of I just shake my head sometimes. And um, my recommendation—I mean, mm. it's just my opinion—is once you wake up in the morning, um, male and female, this is what I do on a daily basis. When I wake up in the morning and I'm in the bathroom, you brush your teeth, you wash your face. I cleanse my face. I put sunscreen. Okay. And then I follow on with my moist, my moisturiser. But because I'm working like indoors, I don't need to necessarily, mm. you know, I mean, each to their own, but I do recommend you always apply your sunscreen.
0: Depending on whether you're yeah, and working out- more outdoors or yeah. not. Of, of course, a level that is suited to your
1: lifestyle. Correct. So um, if you're an outdoors person and you're working outdoors, yeah. like if you're a labourer, yeah. builder, um, if you're outdoors, you're, if your job is outdoors, mm. you apply every two hours. I work um, indoors, so as soon as I wake up, you wash your face, you cleanse your face, and that's when I put my um, my sunscreen. Yeah. And then I follow through with the moisturizer and argan oil on top. Yep. So that's giving me protection yep. and hydration. That's right. Even for men, when you wake up, brush your teeth, you wash your face, put sunscreen on. Even on your ears. Yep. And the back of your neck.
0: Yeah. Understandable.
1: Yeah. And obviously your, your hands, hands as well because your any any part that is exposed. Yeah. So your hands are exposed to the sun. So when I finish putting sunscreen on my face with any excess, I'll rub my hands with it. Yeah.
0: That. Yeah. Fabulous advice. Thanks yes, for sharing that's that. That's okay. <laughs> so your husband is a walking testament to mm. what you do if you catch melanoma early. His story is also a reflection of the importance of sun protection because every time you step outside without taking skin protection measures, you run the risk of developing melanoma. So On behalf of my team at TORM FM, I wish him a tremendously speedy recovery as a strong melanoma survivor. And thank you so much, Hanan, for advocating for sun-safe practices, especially during the summer period. It's been an absolute pleasure having you on board. Thank you. And we hope, you know, we are able to continue that message um, for our members of the community. Thank you. Thank you so much. Keep up with the new, keep up with the important, keep up with it all on Keeping Up With The Current. Get your news fix for the day, stay informed and up to date with current affairs and the issues that matter. Nadia has you covered on Keeping Up With The Current.